Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Can't believe, Allie, here we are, the end of 2023. I know. I think I was just complaining that it was like July and it felt like yesterday. Zoom, zoom. (laughs) The year went by and here we are loading the sleigh and getting ready for Santa Claus. I'm ready. Are you? Um, I think so. We're getting there, you know. So I'm always ready for the good times of Christmas. (laughs) Sometimes the running around and the errands and all that. So I think we each, each got our trees, right? Yep. Allie and I, uh, our families go to similar places, yes. a similar place to get our tree. And this year they were sold stricken out. by a lot of other people going and they were sold out. I think people so. are all just like hopping on our trend. You know, know, they're jealous of our trees. So they were like, where do they go? And they just all. Allie and I were, were texting and scrambling to find places. And I think we ended up. Matt you know. saved Christmas. <laughs> we found our tree place. We were really happy with our tree. We were yeah, happy with they, the tree. They're good looking trees. Good size. Good Sturdy. Looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we go and cut down big trees like yes. 14 plus foot. Paul Bunyan so. out here. So it was a Do lot of fun. you guys say timber when it goes down? I feel like um, I'm the only one who says it. I don't Keep know. in tradition. Yeah, we didn't yell timber. <laughs> <laughs> Not festive. <laughs> Um, well, we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. We are here talking today for our December Clinical Corner article. Right. And we're aware we didn't do a November one. We're busy. <laughs> we were busy being thankful. Right. So we're back on Sorry. track now, and we're ready to talk about heel pain and plantar fasciitis. You know, we're running around Christmas shopping. You might run into some heel pain. That's right. <laughs> and then the elves, you know, those tiny little shoes are tight and... <laughs> Santa's boots don't fit well. So. You know, it might be the Santa's heel. He's not like like it the heel be. on the boot. And Rudolph's hooves. Like, <laughs> okay. We have all these tie-ins to plantar fasciitis <laughs> in Christmas time. We don't treat animals. We so, might treat elves. In, in all honesty, this one is, is probably um, for all of our clinician and student listeners out there. This is powerful ammunition for when you have your holiday get-togethers coming Whoa. up. And people say... My heel hurts. And you're like, ding. Now I just you heard got, about this. You're going to have the latest, yes. greatest information. So students, no question, because oh, you wow. guys are just finishing exams oh, and your brains are fried. Give them a break. This is your free nugget of information <laughs> without a question. Just sit back and learn. Absorb the information. And just take this to your holiday gathering for when Aunt Susie says <laughs> she gets up in the morning and her heel hurts. Right. Or it's raining and her heel hurts. That's right. When is this from? This is hot off the presses. This is from JOSPT um, just this last, just this month in December of 23. And this article is a clinical practice guideline. So basically they look at a lot of different information and try to make recommendations about different treatments in physical therapy and the effectiveness of those treatments based on the recommendations. Past treatments, past articles. Past articles, past case studies, past treatments um, that are documented in the literature and how those affected this specific diagnosis. And um, each category, they give a grade of A through F. 
So A would be that's a very effective treatment. F, not a very effective treatment. You failed. Correct. (laughs) You're fired. So um, if we, and this article will be available for you guys to uh, look at. In the description, as always. In the description. But uh, if we look at the summary of recommendations, it's got some really good things. And I think they did a really good job of making these things specific to physical therapy um, and the physical therapy interventions we do for heel pain and plantar fasciitis. Um, the interesting thing is this is kind of an update or a revision because they did this clinical practice guideline back in 2014. Oh, how times have changed. So it's kind of fascinating to read as a PT nerd because you <laughs> could look back in 2014. Yes, I was practicing then. <laughs> and find what was going on then and what kind of evidence we had then compared to what we have now. Okay. Which is kind of cool. So... Uh, it shows you that our practice is evolving, mm-hmm. ever-changing, and instituting the new yes. information, the new ideas, the new techniques that are coming out. Staying on um, top of the latest and Yeah, and, and that's pushing stuff forward. So um, if you're a patient out there and you came in 2014 for your heel pain. Uh-oh. And They're missing out. It didn't get better. Well, we might have new techniques. Yeah. Maybe there's different things. Or you tried physical therapy before and it didn't work. Yeah. There are different new techniques and information there out there. There must be a so. very small amount of people out there that came for heel pain and didn't see, at least from us, correct? Correct, yes. <laughs> uh, maybe you're new to the area and there you did you therapy somewhere else. Right, now. right, right. So if we kind of look down the list, one of the interesting things that kind of jumped right out to me is A-level recommendation for manual therapy and we talk a lot on our podcast about Mm hands-on so the neat thing in this article is they look in each section and then they identify they give a little bit of a background about why they make that recommendation and so there's a couple of articles in there that list manual therapy so seems like the hands-on soft tissue work uh, in the calf heel area has been proven to be beneficial in a couple of different articles, and even some articles in there that highlight cupping, okay. um, which is one technique that we do use. Um, again, proves to be beneficial in terms of decreasing pain, improving flexibility, uh, and improving functions in individuals with plantar heel pain and plantar fasciitis. Is that why people kind of hope for a massage might fix their issues rather than getting like this would be like a medical massage in a PT setting? Yeah, I think, you know, so... Uh, massages definitely help. I think it's, are you treating the symptoms or treating the source of the problem? Okay. You know, so a lot of times like a relaxation massage, you know, not in this instance, but say you have back or neck pain, you get a massage that that's going to make you feel better for right. a time period. Cause I feel like some people are like, fine, I'll go to PT only if I get a massage. <laughs> right. Well, you know, quite honestly, um, you know, the hands on techniques, we do feel good mm-hmm. and patients enjoy that, but um, you know, I think that can be a part of the healing process. I mean, everyone, yeah. to get better, you want to feel good, right? Yeah. But it can't be the only part yeah. also. No pain, no gain, You huh? know, because the other thing that jumps out is A-level information on here is, um, you know, A-level recommendation for stretching. You know, so we should be doing stretching exercises. It's going to improve short and long-term function and disability. Okay, so this is in tandem. Exactly, in tandem. So, um you know, the other things that we do exercise-wise, neuromuscular re-education and strengthening exercises get good grades as well. So that proves that the hands-on manual therapy 
cupping, soft tissue work, stretching, strengthening exercises are definitely still recommended, still good treatments uh, for plantar fasciitis and for heel pain. And doing them all in conjunction only leads to, you know, better outcomes or even full recovery rather than just making it feel better for a little bit of time? Correct. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, the articles focus not only on short and long term, and again, there's, you know, 50 some odd pages here calling out different references, but um, in order for them to get an A, uh, you know, a high level recommendation, they had to show not just a short term improvement, but a mm. long term gain as well. Did anybody get an F? Um, yeah, there are things that, you know, got an F. And it's it's interesting that you bring that up, because mm. if we look back uh, in 2014, believe it or not, dry needling got an F. <laughs> and it Wait, wasn't so much that. that it was um, a bad treatment at that time. But it was just that there wasn't enough information, there wasn't enough studies in order to recommend that. Interesting. And now, fast forward to 2023, here we are with this revision, and their recommendation is clinicians should use dry needling for trigger points in the specific muscles of the calf, the gastrocnemius, the soleus, the plantar muscles of the foot, for short and long-term pain reduction, as well as long-term improvements in function and disability. That's so confusing. Well, because why it got an F back then? Was it more of like we didn't have the technique that we have using the dry needles? I think it's partly. Uh, I think it's partly technique, but I think it's mostly the studies weren't available to make the recommendation, so they didn't have information for the time. Yeah, they didn't ha- at that time. There okay. was not enough information out there where they could say it was just a new treatment. So they're they they're not going to recommend something that they can't support in the evidence. Oh, that's so just now we have the evidence, which is really cool, because uh, a lot of times we've talked in this podcast and a lot of our clinicians, you know, widely use dry needling. Right. So I think it's important to you know base our practice mm-hmm. off of the evidence, mm-hmm. and so with good confidence we can say to a patient hey, you have heel pain, you have plantar fasciitis, dry needling is an effective treatment to use for that. And we have the A-plus to prove it. (laughs) That's right. We have the tools and we have the information. I was going to say, we love dry needling so much and it's so effective. It just hurt my feelings a little bit that I got an F. Well, I think that, um, you know, it's it's just all timing. You know, there are probably uh, other instances of treatments that, you know, seven plus years ago we didn't do. um, Mm -hmm. And now we do because they're better or... We have more information to uh, support that. Yep, and that's called staying on top of the latest and greatest techniques. Yeah, and that's why we need to continue to review the articles and put them in practice. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as we've mentioned before, this is a cornerstone of what we do clinically. Um, We like to share this little window of these episodes with our listeners. But at each of our monthly meetings, these articles are being reviewed and talked about Um, and gone over with our clinical staff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can be rest assured when you come in for these treatments or if you refer a friend or family, they're going to get the latest, greatest information. And it's probably, Allie, Uh a good time to point out that people do have direct access to Oxford Physical Therapy. 11 minutes in. And so what that means is that you don't have to wait to get better. You can come directly to physical therapy for heel pain, for plantar fasciitis, really for any other issue that you're having, mm-hmm. receive an evaluation and treatment. And, um, you know, really these treatments that we're talking about, um, if you're sitting waiting for it to get better on its own, <laughs> it's probably not going to. And you could be getting relief that much quicker. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. you know, the power of manifestation these days is pretty strong. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm manifesting all the people that are, you know, facing injuries and or pain. I'm manifesting that they're coming to Oxford Physical Therapy. So That's there right. you go. A um, couple other things to point out, just summary of recommendations. Um, taping uh, did get an A. So a lot of our clinicians use taping uh, either on the foot or mm-hmm. calf. Uh, we have a flexible kind of tape people may have heard of called kinesio tape yeah, or K-tape, rock tape yeah. or KT tape. Those are all interchangeable right. terms just for a stretchy kind of tape. And um, again, what the article says is either rigid or elastic tape in conjunction with other physical therapy treatments um, does provide relief for individuals. So that gets an A. I think the important part to realize there is in conjunction with other physical therapy treatments. I was going to say, because I know that a lot of like, you know, runners or other people in sports have their own tape and I get worried that people are just buying them off of Amazon and putting them on and thinking it's going to do something. Well, it'll do something, but again, is it going to fix the problem? Is it going to hurt them? It's probably not going to hurt them. It just might not provide the long-term relief that they're looking for. It's not the solution. It's not the total sum solution. But I think if you have done that, if you put a little bit of tape on and you're like, man, it helped a little bit, but it didn't get it all the way better, maybe the missing part was that physical therapy in conjunction with your tape. Mm -hmm. So if you've been a runner and you've taped your calf or your heel and you're like, oh, it felt a little better, or you did that on your own, you probably need some physical therapy for some of these other things that we're talking about to really drive home that healing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tape might set the stage, but it's not going to really complete the process without some of the other things. Yep. Um, One other intervention they bring up is night splints. So night splints is something that you would sleep in to basically put a mild or soft stretch on your calf. There's Mm -hmm. different versions. Some are hard, uh, more like a boot. Some are softer. There's a popular one called a Strasburg sock um, (laughs) that you can use. So those are different things, and they do seem to be effective based on the information they're looking at. So Something about things, apparatuses that you need to put on for when you sleep is just so embarrassing. Well, I mean, you know... If it helps, I'm sure people will do anything. I think if you've woken up in the morning and had that pain in your heel uh, when you're walking, you'd be willing to kind of put up with a little bit of uh, embarrassment uh, (laughs) over wearing a boot or a night splint. Um, You have to wait until the lights are out, and then you put it on, Allie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one can see. (laughs) Don't post it on socials. Exactly. Um, So I think this article, again, is just a great way to look retrospectively at all the information out there and kind of summarize some recommendations. Um, Again, I think we have the ability to treat this condition very, very effectively compared to maybe where we started many, many years ago. Um, Again, over 20 years ago, I was treating this issue, and we didn't have the tools or information that we have now, and we were throwing some things at it like e-stem and ultrasound and hoping it got better and Never really did, and I think now we understand much more the biomechanical forces, um, the nerve irritations or tensile issues uh, combined with the manual therapy advances and dry needling advances, and I think it 
is something now that we can confidently say, yeah, physical therapy helps with plantar fasciitis, helps with heel pain. Mm -hmm. And these are the specific individual treatments that are really, really zeroed in to make that go well. Are there a certain type of diagnosis that come in and that you're like, oh, I can tackle that easy? Like an ankle, I can fix, like I'm ready. All of them, Allie. Oh, I bet it would be. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just... It's not even a question. I, I mean, I think they're all, you know, they all just have different pathways. I think that... Um, you know, the neat thing in what we do is that you get to work with patients from head to toe. So mm-hmm. it's not like you get, you know, all of one thing or all of one diagnosis. I think that would kind of get boring. I think seeing a variety um, is is really rewarding. Yeah. And I think it keeps your skills really, really sharp. And I uh, we had the opportunity this last week to be at the UC Career Fair. So a special right. shout out. Oh, hey, guys. Hopefully all of our UC students are tuned yeah. in and listening. But uh, that was one of the things I shared with the folks that we were doing our mock interviews with in the career fair is that uh, I think one of the exciting yet challenging aspects of being an Oxford PT is that you're going to see lots of different diagnoses. One minute you might see a shoulder, then you might see plantar fasciitis, then you might see an elbow or a hip. So it really keeps your skills sharp. I don't think you let anything fade away because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're always using it. Versus someone who might see, you know, they specialize all in knees in one yeah. day, like they probably don't have a lot of maybe training or information current on some other diagnosis. So that would make me feel bad if someone passed me off because they're not confident in what they're treating. Well, I think it's, you know, as healthcare practitioners, we want you to get the best care possible. But True. I think I have confidence in RPTs being able to treat everything that we see. So and that's on being an Oxford physical therapist. That's right. <laughs> Well, Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah. You know Happy holidays. What's that? For the holidays. Yeah. I think our listeners would love if we put up an Amazon storefront of all of the items. Oh, wow. <laughs> that we said, like those stretchy things or oh. the, you know, the Strasburg people, sock. They're out there things. shopping. Why not buy from mm. us? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, we'll see what we can do. We'll get to work on that. So. Hey, the holidays, they bring up everything. That's right. <laughs> So on that, guys, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.